Hey everybody, welcome back to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is the podcast we like to call Technically Speaking, where, as you can imagine, we talk about the issues in business and employment and all things related to technology, which of course includes social media. And one of those platforms is LinkedIn, which is a great resource for networking professionally. Part of being effective on LinkedIn, though, is how you set up your personal profile. Sandra Long is joining us once again. She's the owner and president of Post Road Consulting LLC of Westport, Connecticut. She's on the phone to help us perfect the LinkedIn profile. Sandra, thanks again for joining us. Great to be here, Tim. Thank you. Well, first of all, let's jump right into sort of the meat of everything. We're talking about social media. Why is it important for job seekers and professionals alike to have that LinkedIn account? Well, LinkedIn is the number one professional networking site. They just announced, in fact, this past week, they have 300 million users. And in addition to job seekers, professionals of all types and across all countries of all many languages are now using LinkedIn actively. Mm -hmm. And also, in addition to that, it's a major tool for recruiters. Okay. That's great. I mean, you talk about those numbers. You can't beat that for one, but then you bring in the recruiters. I think it's a great, uh, great thought process there. So what is the value then? We're talking about the profile specifically. Why is that important to be well done, well thought out of? Well, the LinkedIn profile is typically your very best way to project yourself online. Mm -hmm. Many people could have a Facebook account, Twitter account. They could have various things that they're doing online. But LinkedIn, the LinkedIn personal profile, that's where people are going to look at you. And they're either searching for you by name or they're searching for you by certain words that they're looking for and they find you. So the LinkedIn profile is really your number one spot for your personal online image. Okay. Now, of course, some people listening know a lot about LinkedIn. Others are completely unaware. So I was wondering if you could give us some of the just key components to the LinkedIn profile. And then we'll obviously get into some details in a little bit. But if you had to focus on just what really are the the key aspects, what would you tell our listeners? Sure. Well, it's not the same as a resume. That's an important thing. Okay. Some people think of it as just an online resume. It really is much, much more than that. With a LinkedIn profile, one of the first things is, is having a photo. Having a nice headshot photo is important. There's an opportunity for a headline, which you create, a summary, which is, your, which is an opportunity to really have a narrative about yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of sections where you can really bring out a lot of your experience. At, so, for example, your experience section is actually your positions that you've held. Normally, for an experienced person who's been in the workforce for a long time, they would have several positions that they would list. If you're a brand-new uh, college grad, you might have your internships listed there. There's also opportunities for volunteering to, in a special section, as well as organizations. So if you're a professional and you belong to an organization that's connected to your industry, it's very good to have that there. You can also list certifications. So all of these things really can be brought to light and even projects. A lot of times projects are something that people overlook. And on top of all that, you can really bring things to life because you can add links and media okay. to make you know to make your profile not just be words. Sure. So it's it's really so much that you can do to to make your profile look really fantastic. Yeah, when you break it down like that, it's definitely a lot of uh, really a lot of space to help you sell yourself, and not sell in a, in a negative way, but just put yourself out there in a positive light, like you talked about. Let's go back to the beginning. You you mentioned that the first thing on there you probably see is going to be an image, and I, we've had a lot of people ask about that. Should you really put your photo up there? I mean, you don't do it on a resume, concerns about discrimination, all that stuff. 
What is your general take on having an image on LinkedIn? My take is that you must have a photo on LinkedIn that you want it to be. A, you want to have a fo- not just a photo. You want to have a photo that you love. Hmm. You want to have a uh, and, it, and it should be a headshot photo, professionally. You know, it, preferably it's professionally taken and it's a professional looking photo. And the reason is some people will not connect with you. They might not remember you. So they, maybe they met you at an event and you try to connect with them, and it's been a couple of weeks, they won't remember you without that photo. So some of them will just decline your invitation. Hmm. There are also some LinkedIn groups that won't want you to be a part of them. I and mean, it sounds crazy, but <laughs> it really is the, like the number one thing is to have a good headshot photo on LinkedIn. So what would you tell those individuals that are concerned that, well, this is going to, so, you know, an employer is going to weed me out because they see I don't fit into whatever demographic might be in their mind. Do you think that's overplayed or what's, what's your thought on that? So, I mean, I, I really haven't run into that as a problem at all. I mean, okay. I think if, if anything, not having a photo is going to hurt you. Hmm. I've not, you know, or having a bad photo is not good sure. either. So, you know, if a photo that is not professional, I've seen lots of unprofessional photos. So people who put, you know, a photo with them and their family, I mean, even though that's, you know, it's a, that's more of a Facebook photo. Sure. This is a business professional headshot photo. And so if it's well done, it should be a positive, not a negative. So keep it simple, keep it clean, keep it professional. Those would be kind of the the main guidelines. Yeah, exactly. You don't have your dog in the photo. You don't have your roommate, (laughs) you know, or whatever. It's just very nice headshot photo. It will do, it would be a big advantage. Now, how about, and I'm just sort of throwing it out there. If you are a veterinarian, how, is it okay then to have an animal with you in that case? Like if it's specific to your industry? So that's interesting that you asked me that question because I've seen a couple of them, a couple of photos that have worked well, that have had, you know, some kind of a hint of their profession. Mm-hmm. So I think if it's done professionally, it can be okay. But again, it really should be professional headshot. So I, I have seen a couple. I think I saw a person who uh, was a very effective nutritionist and she had a great, beautiful headshot photo and she was holding an apple in such a kind of an interesting way. So I thought that was kind of creative. And it was a nutritionist, right? Right. You know, it, it, was, it was well done and it did connect. So that maybe is an example of what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Well, you know, just something for the listeners to think about there. But uh, of course, as you said, professional, relevant, that's, that's where it's got to be at. Yeah. I mean, generally, you really just want that headshot. So I think if you do it outside of that, you really, I don't usually recommend that, but okay. I think in certain circumstances. Sure, sure. All right. How about the headline then? Uh, That's another area you mentioned. What exactly is that? Why is that truly important to the profile? Break it down for our listeners a little bit. Okay, great. Great, great question. A lot of people are confused by that, Tim. So the headline is really important because you think about it. I mentioned all those sections and you hope that people will look at all those sections, but some of them will and some of them will just quickly glance at you, right? Mm -hmm. And they might glance at you amongst many other profiles. So they're going to quickly, all they're going to really see potentially, is your photo and your headline. That's sometimes the view they get. So you want them to click onto your profile. So you want to have a great photo and you want to have a great headline. And your headline, one of the mistakes people make is they don't realize that they can create their own headline. Because what happens is with, uh, LinkedIn will default from a title. They'll take a title that you have from your, your latest uh, experience and they'll populate the headline if you don't put anything in there. So a lot of people okay. don't realize that they can change it. And so you can, you can make your headline be what you want it to be to represent you. When you're talking about, obviously, as you said, you want people to click on it and to be drawn into you, essentially, mm-hmm. 
How about the type of you know voice you're using or the word choice? How specific do you get? Can you give us sure. an example also maybe of what that headline should say? Because obviously there's limited space, but you want to bring people in. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about the whole purpose of a LinkedIn profile is that you do want you in the whole purpose of spending the time to do it, and it, it will take you, you know, a while to get it to get it correct, is you want people to come there. That's the whole it shows they're interested. Whether you're a job seeker or you're a consultant or you're a business owner, whoever you are, you want people to look there. I mean, so it's all about getting them to look at your profile, right? So, you know, when I talk about the like the summary, you you're asking the voice, I mean from a summary perspective, you have a choice of third person or first person in terms of how you describe. So mm-hmm. first person would, would be obviously using the word I, and the third person I'd be saying Sandra, such and such. And you, either way, it's fine. I personally like the first person, but I have many people that I've worked with that, that prefer third person. Okay. But headline, again, is very subjective. Many people will, again, you can use your, your title if you wish. You can right. also use words that are what you want to be known for or what you are known for. If you've got a specialty, you can use a, you know, have that in there. Because remember, also, uh, LinkedIn is searchable, like, very much like Google. So if you're looking for something, you might go onto Google. If you're looking for someone, you would typically go to LinkedIn. And you'd be, you're able to go and put keywords in and search for people. Sure. So the, the title and the, and the words you use throughout your profile uh, will affect how you come up in a search. So, for example, if I'm looking for Tim... For you, I'm going to put your full name in and I'm going to find you. And I did that last week. We connected, right? <laughs> right. But if I'm just looking for an expert in, in radio interviewing or something, you know, I might put in keyword, I might put in radio or I might, you know, that type of thing. Sure. And so I would want, so especially for you, I'd want, you'd want to be found for radio or, or whatever you choose. So those, you have to think about that. What do you want to be found for? So when you think about your title and your headline, your headline and your summary and your experience, you want to be authentic and use words that are real for you, but you want to emphasize what you were, what you want to be found for. I like that. I like that way you phrase that of what you want to be found for, as opposed to, as you said, many people limiting themselves to that title. So I do appreciate that uh, sort of change of perspective on what we often hear. Now, you did mention briefly there the idea of the summary. And from a lot of people I talk with, you know, they say, oh, it's such a struggle for me. I don't really know what to put there. And you touched on it briefly, but what, what really is most effective in that summary portion where somebody might take some more time to, to find out about you? So great, great question. And I'm really glad you asked that because people do struggle with that. <laughs> and what I see a lot of times, a big mistake is people just don't use it. Really? That's a really, yeah, oh, they, I, I can't tell you how many people just don't use it. And I teach LinkedIn and I always coach them that that is a very important section because uh, first of all, you know, that's really where you tell your story. It shouldn't be, the other mistake I often see people, they'll just list their jobs or where they went to school. And you don't need, you don't do that because you've got, you've got an education section, you've got an experience section, mm-hmm. you've got all your certificate, you've got all that in the, in the other appropriate sections. Your summary should be your, your story, kind of how you bring it together. Maybe even talking about your, your passion of where you want to go. Because what I've often found, people might say, well, I've done this, this, and this but I really want to do something different in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. So just to have your listing of where you worked or where you went to school or what, you, what you're certified in doesn't always help you where you're trying to go. If you're currently employed, now you, you touched on that, you're currently employed, you don't have to have just your job in there or what you do uh, as far as experience goes. 
do you see any concern there? Like say I am employed at, you know, this current location and in there I put that passion of I'd like to move into this realm. Is there a danger that uh, my employer sees that? Do you do you think there's a different tact when you're employed versus unemployed? How do you approach that differently if at all? Okay, no, I that is a very important question. So the way I advise people when I teach LinkedIn is I say, you know, as you're writing this, you need to think about all the people that will read it. It's not just one audience. It's not just the new employer or the person who might hire you or, or, or buy your product. Right. It is people that you work with currently, your coworkers. It's your past coworkers. It's people you went to school with. It's people that you hope to be hired from. There's a lot. There could be five or six different groups of people that are looking at your profile. And you want to make sure that your profile is you know, obviously authentic and reflects you and your passion, but doesn't cause you any problems, right? Because they will all look at it, right? So if you are a currently employed and you want to be employed elsewhere, you have to be very careful with your language. And that's really, it's how you use your summary and it can be very effective. I've seen many times where people are employed at company A, they want to work somewhere else, or maybe they're writing a book, or they have a side company, or they've got a project, or they're selling real estate, you, you name it, I've seen all these different things they're doing. And they're saying, well, I got to be careful because I've got an employer. And so you've got to use the language very carefully. And you need, that's where you spend the time to make sure that you're representing you know, yourself the right way. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, oftentimes, I'll, I'll work with companies, and I'll actually help train their sales team um, having a customer-friendly profile, that's another thing. If you're, so if you're in the sales field, you've know, you got to think about customers that are looking at your profile. So you really need to think about all these audiences and be, sometimes you have to be, you know, you just have to be very creative and careful. And, and the way I look at it is if you've got a, a positive way of presenting yourself mm-hmm. and you're careful and you're thinking about your audiences, you'll be fine, but it does take work. Sure. Well, hopefully that does help some of the uh, individuals out there who, like you said, uh, tend to struggle with it if they use that summary at all. Uh, another area that you mentioned, it's actually a few areas you mentioned sort of at the bottom, uh, if you will, as you're scrolling down the profile. You have the area for skills and expertise, recommendations. There's a section for that. What would you offer up maybe as some basic tips for the listeners in utilizing these sections? I think these are important sections and I think they should be worked on and you should take them seriously and they do take work. So the people, you know, if you look at the profiles, the people that have recommendations and endorsements, it's usually because they're active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are, that are out there and they're, meaning they're, you know, they're asking for recommendations. They're not just on their, you know, looking at their profile once a year. They're active on LinkedIn. So they're endorsing people that they believe should be endorsed. And so an endorsement is just that click where you're clicking off the skill that you are kind of like a pat on the back. Okay. And a recommendation is a written recommendation. So they're both nice. The recommendation is, is more valuable mm-hmm. because it's a written recommendation and uh, it's just considered a much more, more valuable uh, endorsement. But they're both good and you have, to, you have to work on them. And you can manage them in terms of who sees them. You don't have to show them all. There's lots of things you can do with them. I was going to ask you, you said the recommendations do um, definitely carry value. With those endorsements, I had read uh, probably a couple months back at this point, where it was sort of becoming like this joke, like, yeah, okay, you give me uh, an endorsement, I endorse you, and that they, it sort of lost its value. Have you seen that? Was that something that is sort of past its time? What do you think about that? Well, I think it's gotten a lot better. So recommendations have been around since LinkedIn, you know, in the very beginning of LinkedIn, going back over 10 years. Okay. But endorsements only have been around for a couple of years. And so 
they were introduced, really, LinkedIn introduced them as a means of, of having more engagement, and it absolutely does work. There's mm-hmm. a lot more engagement. But a lot of times when, when they were introduced, people really didn't know how to use them. And I still do see that. When I say that, I mean, if LinkedIn will, will sort of pot, you know, automatically recommend, you know, you should endorse this one for that. Right. And I don't recommend, I never recommend that you do that, those auto endorsements. I recommend that you go to the person's profile and you, re- and you endorse them for what you really believe that they, you know, are, are good at. I mean, so you do it as an authentic, for, for the right reason, at the right, and the timing is important. Just because LinkedIn pushed it to me, I'm not going to say, well, oh yeah, I'm going to recommend, I'm going to endorse all these people. Sure. So for example, after this interview, I think you're doing a great job on interviewing. I'm going to go to your profile oh. and I'm hoping that I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to see interviewing skills or, you know, radio or whatever, and then I'll be endorsing you. That's the proper way to be endorsing somebody. Okay. Wow. I like that example. That sounds like a great example. And I, I can't think offhand because I'll fully admit I'm not using LinkedIn to its full potential. So maybe, uh, maybe after these interviews, I'll be able to figure that all out better. Thanks to your tips. Sure. Now, another section that uh, is in that same area, and this is, again, the idea of skills. And I often wonder, is there sort of a this sweet spot of how many skills you list? Because you always hear this, okay, it's great to be specialized in something. You can really be an expert in it, but we want to be versatile so that you can do different types of jobs, but you don't want to be seen as all over the map. Do you see like sort of the, the perfect number or an ideal way of, of setting up how many skills you put in there? Yeah. So you're allowed up to 50. It's your choice. I, I have 10 listed. I only show 10. Okay. And the reason I do that, but that doesn't mean that that's right for everyone, but for me, I wanted, I have a lot on my profile, so I wanted to be very specific about what I want to be known for. Mm -hmm. So for example, I do, I'm known for sales and business development, social media, that type of thing, and LinkedIn. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to be endorsed for financial planning or, you know, anything like that. Right. So I, but there's also, you know, there's probably many other things that are sort of in the gray area, but I just don't want to confuse people. I want to make it just very, for me, that's just my strategy. I want, I list 10. And so I often tell people that they've got 50 up there. It's just too much. The other thing is people, you'll end up with, if you have 50 on there, you know, you'll get just a couple for each one. It's better just to be, to get more endorsements and just have a smaller number that really means something to you that really are. So make sure Tim on yours, make sure you've got those on there that are really what you are known for or what you want to be known for, what you're, what you believe is you know good for your, for your career. Sure. Oh, I think that, I think that makes perfect sense. I, I like that. The idea of focusing on what you really, again, being consistent, what you talked about with the headline, what do you want to be known for uh, as far as that expertise? Uh, we are getting very low on time here. Uh, again, we appreciate all the insights. And as you, as we've gone through this, you can just hear all the different options you have with LinkedIn and your profile specifically. Is there any other area that you'd like to mention or emphasize once again as we look to wrap up the conversation as we look to you, our expert, to give our listeners a takeaway? Well, I would say just a couple quick last minute things is, you know, consider it your online presence. Make sure you update it. I mean, you don't want to let it sit. You want to, you know, I, I'm on there multiple times per day. What we've talked about today is really just the profile. We haven't really even touched on right. the next piece, <laughs> next piece, which is how to network, how to meet people, how to take an online relationship and turn it to a where you're actually having a meeting. So, you know, and how to use the groups, how to all that stuff. So really spend your time on it. You know, make sure your profile is always great. That's just number one. And then get to know how to use it so that you can 
really drive your networking and your opportunities, whether they're job opportunities or selling opportunities to the next level. Again, I think great way to wrap things up for our listeners. And as you mentioned there again, there's so much to do out there. So maybe we'll have to have you on again and dive a little deeper into LinkedIn. But for now, we're going to have to wrap up this conversation on Technically Speaking. Our guest again has been Sandra Long, the owner and president of Post Road Consulting LLC, as we've been discussing the key elements to that effective LinkedIn profile. Sandra, thank you once again for coming on and bringing us your insight. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And for all those listening as well, we want to hear from you. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments and questions or suggestions on any topic you are interested in. One more time for everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.